I'm Bishop Robert Gruss, the Bishop of the Diocese of Saginaw. My dear friends, greetings to all of you. Advent is here, reform your lives, the reign of God is at hand. You know, as we continue this journey into the Advent season, recall that the true meaning of Advent in the mind of Jesus is other-centered. The coming of Jesus was centered on us, a wayward, sinful people who had become lost and really didn't know it. So the advent of Jesus came with an invitation to a new life, an invitation to a new relationship, a new reality, a new and deeper experience of love. And Jesus used the voice of others to encourage us to prepare for this new relationship, to open our hearts to this new relationship of love. And so the readings for the second Sunday of, second Sunday of Advent, a new character comes on the scene, John the Baptist. John was an odd sort of person, dressed a little different than everyone else. His diet was a little strange, but perhaps it was low in fat and carbohydrates, I don't know. But somehow the people recognize him as a prophet. You know, for so long, the people of his day waited for another prophet. It was 400 years since Malachi, the last prophet who had come among them. So the voice of a prophet had been silent for a very long time. And now John the Baptist appears on the scene, proclaiming loud and clear, Advent is here, it is here now. He was a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. In other words, Advent is here. Reform your lives, the reign of God is at hand. But there was something compelling about John the Baptist's message that drew people to him, that compelled them to be baptized as they acknowledged their sins. There was something promised in his message. His message was not one of comfort. It was not an easy way out of their present turmoil. But not only did one have to confess their sins as a sign of repentance, but one had to change their life and produce good fruit. A challenge, yes. Yet even then, people came and were baptized. So what attracted them to John? The promise, the promise. What did he say? He said, I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. He said, I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. The promise, the promise was the gift and power of the Holy Spirit. A spirit that brings new life, new hope, new faith, and a deeper love. So for the people of John's day, Repentance was at the very center of the Jewish faith, just as it is at the very center of the Christian faith. Repentance involves confessing sin, turning away from sin and completely toward God. Jesus proclaimed a message of repentance as well during his own public ministry. And for the Hebrew people with the promise of the reign of God, comes the promise of the Holy Spirit bringing them new life. Let's look at this for a minute. You know, the Hebrew word for spirit is ruha. It means the very breath which God breathed life into Adam. 
So when the Spirit of God enters us, the tired, lackluster, weary, defeatedness of life is gone. And a new surge of life enters us. Secondly, the word ruha also means wind, which symbolizes power. When the Spirit of God enters into us, we are enabled to do the undoable. We're able to face the unfaceable and bear the unbearable. Thirdly, the Spirit of God is connected with the work of creation. The Spirit of God creates, but also recreates, taking our disorderly and frenzied lives, and he brings them into harmony with God. And fourthly, the Jews also assign special functions to the Spirit. The Spirit brings truth and enables us to recognize God's truth when we see it. The Spirit enters into human minds and hearts and turns human guesses into divine certainty and changes human ignorance into divine knowledge. So when the Spirit enters our hearts, our eyes are opened. Prejudices which blind us are taken away. The self-will which has been darkened by sin is removed and we are able to see we're able to see with God's eyes. And then we are able to give our lives, our will over to the Lord. So it's no wonder that so many people answered the call of John the Baptist. The advent of the kingdom brought new life. The new life was the promise of the Spirit. I mean, wouldn't we all want this? Wouldn't we all want this? But this promise comes through repentance for us as well, an ongoing repentance throughout our lives. Friends, repentance is absolutely necessary for any growth in the holiness to which you and I are called. Frequent repentance is absolutely necessary for the Spirit of God to come alive in us. So you and I, we are invited to repent not because we dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell, which those words are recited in the act of contrition, but because the reign of God is at hand. His love and mercy are received. You know, for me, repentance is necessary because I am a sinner. Jesus loves me so much that he came to save me from my sins he came to offer me new life in Him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about this. The Lord Jesus, He's not scandalized by our unworthiness. He's not scandalized by our sinfulness. He looks for the faith that welcomes His loving presence. In this season, God's reign of unconditional love, mercy, and compassion and healing is knocking on the door of our hearts. Friends, this is the promise. This is the promise of Advent. Do we have the courage to open the door? Will we open the door? God bless you all.